Well, the Goldaren galaxy spans millions of light years, and frankly, I was satisfied just being on Earth, but a few plucky little upstarts decided that their fate was in the stars, so... It was a long time ago when they decided to go up, and they found a lot. Aliens, planets, fully developed societies and civilizations. I mean, once we knew there was more out there, what was stopping us from joining in on the fun? It took hundreds of years to get to the point where Earth seemed like a viable contender on the galactic front, and while it was hard work, it made it worth it. The Galactic High Council welcomed Earth in and aided them in their efforts, but of course then, as Earthlings do, we decided we didn't have enough power. Soon enough squabbles broke out all over, the elves attack Earth, the humans invade Anora, the gnomes just kind of keep to themselves, we don't really know about them, but eventually the squabbles led to all-out war. The Council proclaimed Earth an enemy, and then lines were drawn. The war was ugly. Deaths were countless on both sides. Earth and their allies began calling themselves the denizens of peace, and while calling the Council the oppression. I wish I could say that there was a clear end, but frankly it was a messy draw with no clear winner. A stalemate, some people will say. Well, that's how we got here. Drafts of documents were drawn and edited and redrawn and re-edited and eventually we settled on what we have today. So I guess this is a welcome to you. The Gordalan Galaxy is vast and wide and we, the members of the Union, invite you to join our system today. Signed, Charles Lemarcier, Head of Captaining at Star Academy. It's an anxious day when new people show up at Star Academy. Uh, the energy on the base is full of just, it's chaotic, it's hectic. There's new people coming, and every year seems like something new is going to happen. But the most important thing is that the ships arrive on time. They're predestined to arrive at certain times, and this year, the first ship to arrive is the ship from Anora. Blue and Rust are sitting on uh, the ship. Uh, there's, it's a little, uh, it's like a six-seater ship, and it's just you two and the ambassador. Uh, I'm, uh, why don't you guys tell us where do you guys wind up kind of sitting? So I would say that Rust isn't necessarily sitting. Um, he is always kind of just basically in a, mindset that there could always be danger to blue so it's always just kind of standing up and just vigilant keeping his eyes literally going everywhere yeah um so blue is seated next to the ambassador from anura um at some point on the during the during the journey um you know the um the ambassador Blue didn't know what it was, but the ambassador picked up on on Blue's nervousness and, um, you know, their apprehension. Maybe it was that their gills were just puffed out a little bit, um, almost imperceptibly. But whatever it was, um, the ambassador came over next to Blue and just took their hand and they probably stay holding hands for the rest of the flight. 
as the ambassador is sitting, you guys are about uh, two hours out now. Uh, and Enora is about, uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's about six hours away from the station, uh, flying at a safe speed and avoiding everything. But you guys are about two hours out, and the ambassador, for the first time, she's been holding your hand for a while, um, but she finally decides that it's time to speak. And uh, as Enorans do, you don't hear any words come out of, out of her mouth. But you hear them in your head as she just simply says, You're going to do great, Blue. You realize this. There's like a, um, a, um, a feeling of like cautious excitement um, as Blue kind of squeezes the ambassador's hand and um, like acknowledges the message, but, um, you know, is. Let's her know that they're, you know, just as excited as they are nervous. Um, she squeezes your hand in return and then uh, looks to rest and um, actually speaks out loud. Um, as the ambassador is actually one of the few uh, people that just openly speaks the common language, actually. Um, uh, the ambassador looks over at rest and says... AU-982? Yes. You seem on edge. No, um... I'm just making sure that, you know, our friend Blue is safe. You never know. There could be a stowaway. There could be someone out in the vast openness. You never know. Isn't that right, Blue? Um, Blue doesn't respond directly, but into the ambassador's head flash, um, images of, um, Anna Nuren caring for a clutch of eggs and watching each little baby as it hatches. And, like, clearly Blue is, like, you know, calling, being kind of like, okay, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, but Blue just kind of nods to, um, to Rust. See, she understands. Well, they understand. I'm still learning. My, my memory process is a little <laughs> wacky. The ambassador kind of chuckles at the images being flashed in her head and says, AU982, I, I assure you there is no reason to be distraught in this current state. We're doing more than fine. There's no stowaways. We've inspected the ship. And once you guys land, there are plenty of guards on the station to make sure that everyone will be safe. Hmm. Blue, are you comfortable with this? Uh, I, I can sit. Blue nods and, like, pats the seat next to them. Russ sits down with his arms crossed, still scanning everything around him. And as we see this scene of Rust finally sitting down... Uh, the camera pans out, and it, we flash forward just a little bit of time later, um, when a uh, a ship seems to be flying much too fast, uh, almost like it's running a little bit late, um, and we hear uh, through this ship's AI, uh, 
Master Wind, I must warn you that this is not the optimal speed for this ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know. I, but we got, we got to get there. We're almost there. It's fine. It's fine. Master Wind, I must warn you. You should slow down as do not yeah, risk. No, shut up, shut up. It's okay, it's okay. How how far away are we? At the current speed, we are approximately an hour and a half away. At the speed you okay, should perfect. be going, we are about three hours away. Okay, well we're just gonna be going the not the the super fast speed, okay? Then uh, just don't even yeah. Don't it's fine. It's fine. Master Wind, this is not the optimal speed that is supposed to be going for this ship to arrive on time. Okay, is there, is there a mute button on this thing? What the fuck? There we go. Uh, as you are, like, looking around, scrambling, trying to find uh, the uh, mute button for the ship's AI, I need you to actually make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, the no. first roll of the first game. Yes. First blood. Am I proficient in this? You are proficient in this. Okay. Because uh, this is having to do with flying a ship you've flown several times. Woo. Okay. Oh my God! Here we go. First roll. It fell off the table. First <laughs> roll. Okay. Um, that is a ten. Plus seven, so that is a 17. Jesus fuck. As you are speeding through, um, you realize that right in front of you is a ship, and you uh, instinctively push the nose down and swoop underneath, and just, it is like this beautiful roll. It looks like you've almost planned it. Uh, it is so skillfully done. Um, and you notice holy shit, did you see that? <laughs> I might shit myself. Master Wind. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll slow I'll slow down. Thank you. Um, as you look, the ship that you just passed uh, is still wobbling just a little bit from like the uh, from just the force of something something go underneath it so fast. Um, and as you finally say, I'll slow down just a little bit. We uh, zoom out and we zoom back in. We zoom in on a ship that has uh, just a few people in it, uh, specifically three people. It has a pilot, an ambassador, and a uh, <laughs> and it's a student. Um, it's a relatively small ship because it has relatively small people inside. The pilot is this older gentleman that has a these like this really sick mustache guys. Like I can't emphasize how cool this mustache is. And just everything looks really good so far. Um and the ambassador is this uh younger person uh that is sitting around and uh the third person um as a the as this ambassador kind of like looks at you and kind of is it's been silent this ride i'm pretty sure um young man what, what was your name again oh right uh, uh see my name how oh, uh, my name is philip oh philip oh um my my name is molly um how are you doing I'm, I'm extremely nervous. This is my first time going to Unionary Parliament. I don't know what's going on. I. 
Well, um, if it makes you feel any better, I'm, I'm quite nervous, too. It's been a couple hundred years since I've been to school. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't realize they were taking older people at the school, but it, I... Well, okay. I, I wouldn't call myself that old. Excuse you. Well, but you, you I mean, you did say it's been several hundred years, and I mean, like, I'm only 130, so it's not... Uh, well, okay, I, I'm not supposed to ask how old people are. I know that, so we won't do that. Um, but why would... Or if you're gonna be going to school again, wait, I don't. And he just he just kind of like passes out a little bit. It's after he's like hyperventilating and just oh, and he's Peter, just out. Are, are you okay? Let, I, let me get let me get a, a wet cloth for you. Make a slight perception check. Okay, great. I have a negative one. <laughs> I got a nine. A nine. Uh. You don't really notice anything as just uh, this. You feel just this rock of the ship as something just flies underneath you uh, at just lightning speeds. Well, I guess she's going to brace herself and try to put an arm around Philip. <laughs> like, you the, just, mo- the mom thing. <laughs> you, yeah, you mom arm Philip is like, uh, and just uh, brace yourself as the ship rocks a little bit. The pile of the ship's. Just, Oh, this is why kids shouldn't be driving on the highways. This is not safe. This is not safe. In the galactic highways, are not safe for the children to be driving. Jeez. He uh, steadies the ship and keeps going as if nothing's wrong. Did you get a look at that ship? Was there yeah, a ship that passed us? Yeah, a ship passed us. It almost hit us. It almost hit us from behind. And it kind of looked like, uh, Wind, describe what the ship looks like. Wind didn't want to take his special ship, so he he just uh, borrowed one of the monastery ships. So it um, is reminiscent of an R-Wing from uh, Star Fox. <laughs> so it's kind of like a V-shaped spaceship um, with a lot of kind of kind of some spikes pointing backwards. Um, and four points, and it has a golden stripe down the middle and, like, covering where the cockpit is, and then the rest is um, gunmetal gray. The the pilot kind of calls back uh, uh, that description of the ship, talking about, you know, it's this, it's this weird, pointy, angular-looking ship. It was, there was silvers and grays, and there was a gold stripe. That it, That's pretty much all I saw. I don't really... Oh, goodness gracious. But the kids, the kids shouldn't be driving, you know? I agree. Hmm. Um, did it look like they were headed in the same direction? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, you can only guess so much based off of this, but I would say they're looking like they're going to the academy, too. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I have a little chat with that person. Uh, and we zoom out from that ship, and we see uh, the person that is scheduled to come in after the gnomes. We see a slightly bigger ship. It is uh, decked out. It looks like it's got like guns ablazing, ready to get in a fight. It is ready to go. It's a little bit of a bigger ship 
It's a six-seater similar to the Anorans, but while the Anorans ship was like a little more compact and a little more just like ready to go, ready to fly stealthily, this one is not meant for stealth. It is made for big bombastic missions, and the pilot uh, is sitting in the cockpit, and he uh, calls back and says, uh, to the ambassador and the two students back there, uh, we should be arriving in about two hours. Two hours. And uh, the ambassador looks up to the cockpit and says, It's absolutely groovy. That's perfect, right? Hey, uh, you, elfin one. Uh, what's your bag? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi. Gotta know how to represent you in uh, Congress and stuff. Uh, you you can just you can just call me Anna. That works. El Elfin one's a little bit of a mouthful. If you want to just call me Anna, that works. Absolutely marvelous, Anna. What about you? What's your uh, What's your name? You're human too, so that's yeah. Me. And I sort of look over. I've been looking out the window. Uh, just just watching this, you know, the scenery, and I sort of look around, and I've got a bit of a disdain on my face. As I've been taken away from my own meditation. Just Rose, shouldn't you know this already? Well, I should know, but that doesn't mean that I actually looked at your files. <laughs> <sighs> all work, no play just makes me a boring person. But all play, no work makes me fun. <laughs> I'm trying to role play here as angry, but this is too funny. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's your name, friend? Uh, my name, uh, you see, my name is actually uh, Austin. Oh, <laughs> I will. Austin, Austin, <laughs> Austin Flowers, if you will. But uh, <laughs> oh, <that's cool>. <laughs> I will hurt. I will not hurt you. I will just hurt, and then I will feel physical pain. <laughs> okay, Rose just slowly turns away and goes back to like just staring out the window. There's only so much you can look at the stars, you know? Most of them look pretty much the same. She sort of freezes. Like, her body stiffens at these words. And and with an exhale, she just tries to continue to ignore Austin Flowers. Well, I mean, sure, like, it's the same thing, but it's sort of like, you know, when you're uh, driving a car on Earth, you know? You don't get tired of looking at the trees. It's... It's it's calming, you know? If I'm driving a car on Earth, I'm too busy watching a movie. My car on Earth has DVD player. I don't think that's a safe option, and you probably shouldn't admit to that in front of us. I'm a politician. I can't get in trouble. Don't you know the rules? Yeah, that is true, but uh, that's still, that's still kind of garbage of you to, to do those things. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, yeah. Never said I was a good person. <laughs> uh, and he uh, just kind of sits there awkwardly. And says, uh, <laughs> Got Mad Libs if anybody wants to play Ma Mad Libs. <laughs> no, no takers. Okay. And uh, it just zooms out a little bit and we uh, swirl around seeing the stars. Um, and we see the last ship, uh, to arrive. Um, it's a very small, 
uh, sleek ship, uh, very, uh, very run down. Um, it looks like it, like it's a ship that was built to be on a budget. And, um, as we zoom in, we just see two people in the ship. Uh, it is the, uh, uh, the ambassador and the, uh, and the, uh, potential student. Um, um, from the planet of Boone, uh, we zoom in and we see on the ship, uh, surprisingly, the ambassador is absolutely dressed to the nines. Um, he has this, uh, silver and blue robe, uh, draped over his shoulders, and he looks, uh, I, in my head, he kind of looks like, uh, the, uh, like King Roan from Legend of Zelda, if you guys get that reference. Um, similar to him in build kind of like these like big broad-shouldered guy um and he is piloting the ship uh and he looks over to the passenger seat where the student is and says oh jen are you excited i don't know how do you not know if you're excited i've never left boone I don't even know what's out here, let alone what to expect. Well, there will be a lot to learn, but you're, you're a smart girl. Thanks. And he continues to kind of look on in silence and he says, well, we're actually getting pretty close. You might be able to see it in the distance. Uh, do you look? I do. Do I see it? Uh, you, you, sure enough, you see it. Uh, it is far off in the distance, but, uh, breaking up the, uh, background of black with, uh, specks of white light and planets around you, uh, you see this line of silver in the distance, um, with light emanating from it. Ambassador uh, Monsum uh, reaches up onto the dashboard and there's this little uh, button which has like a magnifying glass on it. He says it's labeled to make it easier for me. Uh, and he punches it and this uh, screen pops up from the dashboard in front of you. Um, and it's zooming in to show you uh, the fullness of the Unionary Station. Uh, you see very obviously uh, two distinct... Uh, buildings. One of them looks like it's almost built like a football stadium uh, in the fact that it's like these high walls and it's caved in in the middle um, but you see this uh, like geodesic dome going over the top um, and it uh, he says so the one that looks like it's got the giant dome on top because it does uh, that's the Unionary Parliament building. Uh, that's where I'll be going after I drop you off over to the right of that and uh, as he points over to the right uh, you see it for the first time in your life you see star academy in its full like glory uh, you see a giant uh, tower in the middle um, that kind of like arcs up the top similar to like the seattle space needle looking type thing uh, but it's got like six rings on the top that are kind of spinning around one another um 
and uh, you look inside and you see windows all over it, uh, and you can tell that that's definitely like a building that is being used. Um, you see a few other smaller buildings kind of around. You see a field that is built uh, and constructed with like different targets and different things like that. You see a building that has infirmary written across the top. Um, and it looks like it is like polished, gorgeous looking, like silver, everything. Um, very much think like, like reflective to the point where it's almost like the, the latest Star Trek movies where it's almost like annoyingly reflective at times. Um, yeah, just like that. And, um. As all of you get to where you're about 15 minutes away, or if you're wind, probably seven and a half minutes away, <laughs> uh, you see this in its full glory. You see that there are uh, docking stations for all of you guys to land um, uh, that are about halfway between where the ambassadors will go and where you guys will go. Um, uh, Jan, ambassador... Uh, Monsim looks over as he uh, gets to where he's now receiving radio calls saying like uh, uh, report to docking station four. Um, he reaches over and he uh, puts a hand on your shoulder and says you ready? Yeah. I think so. And uh, he pulls into the uh, docking station, and um, he lands. As you guys reach the same point, Rose and Anna, uh, Ambassador Austin Flowers looks and says, Well, you guys are about to start school. You need anything? Uh, like what? Like, are you are you offering us school supplies or something? Or well, you know, if you want to be cool like the cool kids, you might want some, you know, some. And he like taps his nose a little bit. Hold on, hold on. Are you trying to sell us <laughs> drugs before we're about to start our first day of school? I mean, being an ambassador pays, but it doesn't pay that much, baby. All right, I'm gonna stop talking to you for the rest of the trip. I, I, I think. What about you, Rose? <laughs> she she jumps again from the window, <laughs> and 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 just answers with a stare and a slight eyebrow raise, and and then again turns away back to the window. Right, making it as I'll awkward for it. him as possible. <laughs> I guess I'll keep it to myself. That's fine. It's just fine. Um, and you hear from the cockpit, uh, you are assigned to docking station three. Um, and the pilot kind of steers a little bit to the left. Um, wind, you hear over your uh, intercom, uh, you hear the uh, AI say, Sir, you need to slow down to land. You never, you never seen the speed parkers of old New York? 
I've seen a lot of things in my day, sir, but I have never seen a speed parker. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pulling your leg. I'll slow down. I don't have any legs to pull. I am a it's, AI inside of your ship. Just slow, just slow it. Yeah, we're good. Just slow down the, the docking speed, please. Slowing down to docking speed. Um, and you hear over the radio, uh, come in. Uh, you are assigned to docking, uh, to docking bay two. Molly Philip finally wakes up and says, huh? Okay. So I'm okay. Um, Flipper? Is that is that your name, Flipper? Oh, that that works too. It's Philip. Okay. Flipper, Flipper's fine. Oh, oh Philip. Oh, I'm so sorry, dear. Uh, I think we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, it'll it'll be over soon. Okay. Uh, so you you you're the ambassador, right? Yeah, I'm here to represent our planet. Um, our planet of gnomes. We really need to come gnome up home. with a ba- we're gnome home. <laughs> I'm here to represent gnome home and make sure that we're we have an equal say in the galaxy because even though we're small, we have an equal voice. Well, that's a very important job, Philip. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying. I don't know why I was elected. I didn't even run. Oh. I I just, I uh, was there a mistake somehow? Well, the actual ambassador died, and I'm just kind oh. of the interim one. I uh, I was his secretary. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, we'll, we'll wing this together, okay? Okay. <laughs> you... And he just starts crying. Like, he goes from <laughs> laughing into just crying. Oh, honey. And you, you hear from the cockpit, uh, you were assigned to uh, docking bay number five. Blue, uh, I want to know because you study like artifacts and like science a lot. What is your reaction to seeing the Unionary Station for the first time? Um, I feel like they take one quick look and kind of take it all in. Um, I feel like there's not much it can. There's not much it can tell me from the outside, you know. Um, mm-hmm. like, it's just kind of a look like, hmm, big shiny space station. Can't wait. Um, you know, they have never really, like, been to space or been off their home planet. So, like, it, it, it registers, um, it, it, it registers a, a, a good glance, you know, a good, um, it, it warrants a good look. Um, but, um, I think, you know, Blue just kind of takes it all in and then goes back to like, um, they've taken like a, um, like some pieces of scrap metal and just random things out of their pocket and who just started kind of like using their little multi-tool and like fiddling with stuff. I, I love it. Um, and Rust, as you see, uh, you, you know that the Unionary Station, um, You've been here before. It used to be an old war base uh, that they kind of repurposed and rebuilt, redesigned to be what it is now. Um, So you recognize it vaguely. Um, It's changed a lot since then, but uh, I'm I'm curious what your first thought is when you see it. Um, Honestly, I think it would 
put me a little bit more on edge just from like my slight memory of like I fought here. So mm-hmm. it's probably gonna just kind of make me like be a little bit more protective of Blue, if anything. Okay. But in all honesty, I'm just staying vigilant as best as I can. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, you hear from the cockpit. Um, just uh, uh coming. You are assigned to docking bay number one, and uh, you feel the ship uh lean to the left just a little bit as it uh goes to um land. Um, as all of your ships land, you feel uh, or you hear the doors shut behind you. And you feel the cabin kind of depressurize and do all that cool space stuff um, before the uh, doors to your ships all uh, slide open. And you see a small welcoming party at each of your uh, places, and they all say the same thing. So I'm only going to say this once. Welcome to the Unionary Space Station. Some of you are new students. When you exit the doors behind us, you will go to the right. If you are an ambassador, you will go to the left. Either way, you will have a complimentary dinner as you go. Uh, Follow the signs and follow the further welcoming parties as they will tell you where to go. And all of them, it's all like a mix of races and a mix of species in each of the welcoming parties blue and rust would have to walk the furthest from docking bay one to the school um so you guys as uh you guys get out you hear that spiel from the welcoming party um what's you guys reaction like what's your instinct i think i want to take as we're walking through the station i want to take in as much as possible just kind of store it um in my mind just like i don't know as much of my surroundings like the people the building itself the any kind of like machinery being used anything like that yeah major um, landmarks of the building just i feel yeah, like go go ahead and make a perception check as you're kind of looking around oh <laughs> <laughs> that is the first <laughs> oh of the no. podcast um, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, as you guys, are, as you are looking around, Blue, it's just all so much to take in. Um, there's portraits of people, and like as soon as you see them, there's something else to remember, and you kind of forget whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> Blue has ADHD. Yes, just very much like like ADC, like, oh my goodness, there's so much stuff to look at. There's so much stuff. Um, and it is just, it's it's a lot. As you guys go out into the hall, uh, wind, as as you exit, uh, you, you hear the spiel from like the welcoming party. Uh, what do you do? I think wind just starts running towards the school. Um. As you do, the welcoming party says, "Wait, where's your ambassador? Wait, uh, wait, uh." I'm not. I'm gone. I'm already gone. <laughs> uh, so Rust, as you uh are walking down the corridor, you see ahead of you uh, uh this bird person, which I don't know if you've ever seen one before, bolt out of the room and just start running down the hall. When you say running down the hall, like is he charging towards Blue and I? 
No, he, uh, this bird person is running, um, away from you guys, uh, towards the school. Wind, make an athletics check. All right. I think I'm pretty good at that. Athletics or acrobatics? Athletics. So what if it's acrobatics? <laughs> but what if it's acrobatics? <laughs> okay. How about a three? Man, this is going oh, so Remember, my well. movement speed is 45. I, I know. So, um, Rust, as you see this bird person sprinting down the hallway, uh, you now then see something I don't think you've definitely never seen, but you see a this person trip over their feet and uh, start to fall just a little bit, and they, they don't, like, face plant, but they kind of... They kind of catch themselves in the air and are able to correct themselves. Uh, what do you do? Um, can I roll an insight check to see if they pose any kind of threat? Yeah. That is a 14. 14 total? Yes. Okay. Like, just a general threat? Or, like... Just, just if you pose any threat to Blue in any regard. As I, as you look at it, I don't think you don't pick up that they're like gonna be threatening necessarily. Like, like I think what what you gain and wind. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that they're kind of excited to be at a school? Mm, yeah, I would say probably a little more ready to be. Not excited to be at a school, but excited to be somewhere different. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what you can read, is that they're just kind of excited to be somewhere. I have a question for Blue. Yeah. How tall are you? Um, pretty tall. I would say like six, three, six, four. Okay, so I don't have to bend over to talk to you. Tall okay, and skinty. It. So I'm going to just kind of like, like whisper toward you. We got some characters around here, don't we? Uh, <laughs> Blue is gonna nod because I don't think either Blue or um or Rust realize how much they are also probably some characters around here. <laughs> um, also, just for full disclosure, um, so as Rust and Blue are like walking throughout the halls and whatnot, the way that I'm like envisioning this. Is, you know, you got Blue walking, you got Russ literally right behind them. Kind of oh got, like, God. with this walk that's like, don't come up to us. I'm sorry that you have to walk behind my 20 movement speed. Um. <laughs> I, I am a machine. I do not get tired. I realize Blue has also never seen a bird person before. Um, and yeah, I, also, I was about to I just want to roll to just, like... Um, I don't know, see if, I don't know, Blue clocks anything special about this person or just what, um, like what they would notice about, um, about Wind. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll, um, oh, investigation, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say, you should make it investigation. I rolled a 12. Okay. As you see this bird person running down the hallway and they trip and they fall for just a second, uh, like their pant legs get like messed up as they're like trying to like catch themselves. You see like a flash of silver 
um as well as just like like this like dull down chrome type look and i don't think it takes you long before you realize that uh their legs are not their own like they're not their natural legs okay i am yeah it's like (laughs) who knows that it's rude to just like go for the legs immediately but they're like ooh want to study them legs <laughs> i'm sorry i only like you for your legs we've all been there oh that's wonderful yep we've we've all had that person um them legs go all the way up nope. <laughs> as, so as you are all as you pick yourself up the these other people are still a little bit behind you um, but the doors in front of you um, open. My earth people. As you guys walk out, you hear this spiel of like, welcome, you know, ambassadors go to the left, students go to the right. You'll be treated to a comp like that spiel again. And the doors open up. What do you do? Well, uh, the first thing I'm thinking is when they say the meal's going to be served along the way, is it going to be like, like, while we're walking, is it going to be, like, a sort of hot chocolate moment from F- Fantasy Future Polar Express? Or is it going to be, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process the means of the food. Second thing I'm thinking is, uh, is Rose okay? Because she seems like she's been sort of quiet this whole time. And that, Austin Flowers fella, was kind of bothersome. So I wonder if she's okay from that. Well, what Rose does, like, her reaction is, like, wanting to just immediately grab her things and head off towards the school, like, like sort of minding her own business, although I suppose she's looking around more nervously now. She's currently trying to, like, because there's going to be more people around, she's concerned about that. So you see her, mm-hmm. you know, gathering her things and just sort of making haste to, to get off the ship and head to the right and keep a very low profile. But she will be nervously sort of looking around and ke- basically she's on the lookout for, for things. But, you know, just in general, okay. she just wants to take in her surroundings, but get to her direction as, as quickly as she can. Yeah. Okay. I... Okay, I like that. Uh, the welcoming committee kind of uh, like ushers you guys out the door, and Ambassador Austin Flowers is just out. Just all right, guys. T- t- we'll see you later. T- and, and then he sees um, the Anoran ambassador up ahead and says, "Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up, fish? Come on, we're gonna party, right?" and just runs to catch up and uh barely misses like not just knocking in to uh wind right as wind is getting up i say uh rose if you're wanting to kind of go unnoticed uh do you want to give me a self check possibly i mean she's just she's just she's not like sneaking but she's like kind of keeping a low profile like she's Literally, her her eyes are sort of darting around to any particular noises. You know, she's just keeping an eye out. She feel it's almost like you know she's going through dangerous territory and she's just on guard. Gotcha. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, so, if anything, I think the most things should be doing is perceiving things and trying to avoid them. Yeah. Um. Go ahead and give me a perception check then. Okay. What? Uh, so that's a 19, I think. Wait, let me see. Yeah, 19. 
wow That's... yeah you you perceive the heck out of things um <laughs> as you're looking around you instantly clock like okay there's a there's a robot with a fish person there's a bird person that's getting up off of the ground okay and then you just kind of like see everything that's around you you actually notice on the walls there are portraits of people and you see there's a portrait and then their name and then you see like each of them has a little placard that says like head of blank and right in front of you is uh one that it's this dwarvish woman she has like this giant red beard um her hair is like all done up inside of um a cap that is like tucked back and she's just beaming she is so happy um and she is wearing this deep red uh shirt that has the emblem of star academy and it has these uh silver pads that come up off of the shoulder and underneath it says uh martha blackhill head of translation uh, as, as you turn right, you hear uh, more doors start to open. Oh boy. Oh, she. She's just. Oh, she wants to avoid the group of people and just wants to keep going. So, like, are the doors opening going into, like, anywhere we need to be? Does she know exactly where to go? Is there signs or something? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's, a there's like, signs just pointing you, like, this is a long hallway that, um, you will just, like, keep going right, and then you see at the end of the hallway, um, it opens up into this giant room where you can see tables and chairs and, uh, like, a place to sit down. Yeah, she's gonna go in there and find a place that's, I mean, I'm guessing it's, like, rows of seats. Is this a classroom? Or is this a... Uh, this is like a... It's more like a banquet hall. Banquet hall setup. Okay. She wants to find a place where she doesn't see that many people. Like, I guess... It should it should probably unwisely take a seat that's near a table that's somewhat empty right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can see there's only a few other students in here. Um, right now, you see there's a group of humans kind of off uh towards the front uh there's like a stage up at the front and a row of seats on the stage at tables um and it is just like it, it's ornately set up there's like centerpieces on each table and a giant banner across the front that just says welcome students and it looks completely just like decked out like they went to the nines for you guys um but yeah you take a seat Kind of at an empty table and just kind of try and keep a low profile. Yep, she's just looking at the centerpiece a bit and maybe fiddling with her hands. And minding yeah, her own business. Okay. Trying not to look yeah. at anyone to get any attention. She's just sitting there. Wonderful. Jin, uh, the door uh, for you opens. You hear the same welcome spiel that the rest of them have heard. And what do you do? I take it all in, and then am I walking with my ambassador toward the exit, or are we immediately splitting up? It's like immediately splitting up, um, but as you start to walk out the door, right before you split up, uh, the ambassador takes your hand and just squeezes it just a little bit and says, Alright, Jin. I'll see you later, okay? Okay. 
And then after he lets go, I don't squeeze his hand back, but after he lets go, I lightly squeeze my own hand. And as you walk out in the hall, um, you see a group coming down the hall uh, that is anything. Uh, this human girl just kind of like passes by you just a little bit. Uh, very obviously like kind of gunning for the uh, for the exit that you see at the end of the hall. Um, and you hear another door open. It's about 12 feet to your right. Uh, what do you do as you walk out in the hall? I do my best to put on a demeanor of not quite caring, just casual and owning the place, minding my own business, but internally very, very nervous as I walk down the hall. I will go ahead and let's say this is a performance check. <laughs> okay, real quick. Because you're very trying to put on a facade. Yeah, real quick, because I've never done this. Do I roll and then add the modifier to whatever I roll? Yes, you're going to roll a d20 and add, and then add the modifier. Okay. Um, and it's performance? Yes. Okay, I have a five. Um, you try your best to look like you just, like, are owning the place. But, uh, Rust, give me an insight check. Um, so Rust, you see ahead of you as this, um, uh, Genasi kind of walks out, and, um, you're semi-familiar with Genasi, um, but as you see, this Genasi tries to look kind of like, like, it, you get a look that they are... Um, nervous, um, maybe a little bit excited, um, but... Hey, wait, Caleb, I have a question. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I have an answer. Can they tell that I'm a Ganassi? Um, I would think so. Yeah, I feel like they each kind of look different. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. It's okay. Um... Uh, but yeah, you you see this Ganassi that looks very nervous, but also looks like they are trying to act like they know what they're doing. I'm gonna tap Blue on the shoulder and just go, "Can can I go talk to them see if they're okay?" Blue looks up at Rust, stares deep into his eyes for a moment, and then reaches up and pulls one of his eyes out, and then takes their multi tool and like adjust some things and then pops it back in and squints at it and then just nods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, buddy. If you need anything, I'm right over there. Just call me, beat me if you want to reach me. (laughs) And then, uh, I'm going to go up to uh, this water ganas and go, halt there, friend. Um, are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. I was about to say, Jade, you see, like, this ginormous robot just walk up to you. Yeah, I am noticeably startled, but say that I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Um, well, you see, you say that, but my scanners indicate a high level of anxiety, it seems. Um, are you okay? Do you need anything? 
I I need to be left alone. Fair, 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 fair. Um, well, me and my companion Blue over there, uh, we're somewhat new here too. So, you know, if you ever want to talk to somebody, you know, you, you got a friend. We can be friends. What's your name, friend? I am designated AU982, but most people just call me Rust. Well, Rust, I'm Jin. Oh, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you, too, I guess. Uh, Molly, you see the door open and you hear the welcome spiel, and uh, Philip is like still wiping away tears frantically, and he says, Okay, we're splitting up now. Okay, okay. I go to the left, hey, you go to the right. Ph- this Philip, makes it. Hey, Philip, yeah. t- take yeah. a deep breath. Yeah. Hey, it's gonna be okay. You can talk to some of the other ambassadors, see how they do things. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be nervous. Um, but here, I, I think this this will help you. And she, she hands him a cookie. <laughs> um, He takes the cookie and he kind of looks at it and says, I, This might be the most kind thing anyone's ever done. Um... Okay. Wow. Um, and then he uh, walks down the hall, and he looks, you know, a little bit more confident. Um, and then he says, he as he walks down the hall, he uh, stops and says, "Hi, hello, Mister Bird Person. I assume you are an ambassador. How may I help? How I I'm." And he pauses, and he looks away. He says. Hello, Mr. Bird Person. I would... You are... Yeah? Are you an ambassador? No. Crap. And then he just starts walking down the hall uh, without without addressing (laughs) anything. And then he stops and says, "Uh, Hello, Mr. I don't... I'm sorry. I shouldn't assume. Hello, Fish Person. I am... Um... I, are you an ambassador? <laughs> Blue kind of takes him by the shoulders and just spins him around and gently shoves him in the other direction. I am very lost. And then he just keeps walking down the hallway, but in the right direction now. Say, so, Molly, how do you feel as you walk out into the hall? <laughs> well, she feels better than, than he does. So <laughs> that kind of gave her a little confidence. <laughs> <laughs> she's seeing like it could be worse just, seeing philip just mess up constantly just gives she, yeah she just gives him a thumbs up as he <laughs> he passes as he her the right yeah way. um wonderful uh you uh have this uh moment where now there's like this group passing you uh walking to the right and you see a bird person, you see a, a fish person, you see this human girl that just darts by you quite, uh, not like super cool, but just like kind of walks by you like she's like got somewhere to be and she doesn't want to stop and talk, she's got to go. You see this uh, water ganasi and that's uh, in the middle of talking to this, this giant robot is walking towards them and you hear them kind of talk briefly for a second. Um, and you see a fish person way in the back. And Anorin. Well, I guess Mo- Molly is just going to start introducing herself. 
Uh, who's the closest to her right now? Uh, the closest would be uh, Jin, the uh, water ganasi. Hello there. Hi. My name's Molly. What, what's your name? I'm Jin. Can I help you with something? <laughs> no, I, you're, you're a student as well? Yes. I just figured it's it's the first day and uh, I haven't met anybody yet. Well, now you have. The robot's pretty chatty if you want to introduce yourself to someone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so she... Don't mention it. <laughs> now she's going to go over to Rust, I guess, because she. Uh, I don't think she's going to get much more out of Jen right now. Right. Here's my question to you. How tall are you? Okay. <laughs> so, she's like... Let me see. What did I even write down for her? She's 3'2". Okay, so Rust is 7 foot tall even. So... She's <laughs> half. I'm gonna sit down crisscross applesauce. I'm gonna hunch up and be like, Hello, tiny friend. <laughs> Hello, big friend. Who are you? My name is Molly. Oh, um, hello. <laughs> what's what's your name? I am AU982. Well, you can call me Rust. Very nice to meet you. Is the, is there a reason why you're sitting down right now? Aren't we supposed to be walking to to get some food? <laughs> well, I believe that it's customary for individuals to be you know eye to eye when they converse and i didn't want to be rude okay yeah um sometimes it's a little more rude when you sit down <laughs> oh, oh, oh i'm but, so but sorry thank you for for trying um, um, you seem like Rose is gonna start to panic because he doesn't know what to do. Um. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We're we're all learning. So, so, do I pick you up? Do I just no? Definitely <laughs> do not pick me up. Do I swallow you like little? Baby? You just talk to me like a normal person. Oh. Okay, so you, I'm just gonna stand back up and just like crane my neck down. Hello. Hello. She's like, she's really straining her neck too, but she doesn't want to admit that it's kind of hurting. <laughs> so, um, I'm guessing you must be a student here. Yep. For first day. Okay. Um, I see you've already tried to talk to that. Um, what's his name? Jin. Hey, yeah. your name's Jin over there, right? Yes. Yeah, that that Jin guy. Hey, buddy. Girl, I'm bad at this. <laughs> it's okay. Gender is very confusing. I'm going to turn back to blue and just go, what did you do to my visual receptors? Um, <laughs> blue just gives him finger guns. Like, great. <laughs> I mean, Rust is a robot and just came off of a planet with no gender, so I feel like that's a pretty It's very understandable normal interaction. I say you guys start to hear like a uh 
the door starts to open again as more students from the next round of ships start to flood the hallway. Um, and the the natural flow of things starts to, like, make it through. You guys, it's either, like, get get run over by students or, like, move towards that uh, dinner hall space. So that's what they meant by it. So it wasn't on the way. That was a very confusing <laughs> intro to us coming aboard the station, I gotta say. Oh, you, got, you got that right. Also, I feel like I haven't talked in the past 45 minutes. And I just wanted to say, I was closely following Rose, because I can spot a loner, and I've been one of those before. So, so are you? did you, like, sit next to Rose? Yeah, I'll do that. And what the moment that Anna sits next to Rose... She's just kind of going to have this look of, like, this brief moment of defeat on her face. And then just, <laughs> just sort of be like, hi, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I, did, I didn't notice. I didn't notice this sitting down. Just, like, sort of one, oh, I like, goofed, didn't thinking I? about how to play it off. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You can do the thing where you sit down somewhere, but someone you don't want to sit next to, like, sits next to you. And so you get up to the buffet line and get your food. And then when you come back, you just sit somewhere else. <laughs> Well, she's thinking that staying seated right now is probably still the best move. So she's just she's just staying seated. Hi, your name's Rose, right? <laughs> uh, uh, she just nods. Cool, cool, like the flower, very fine. Yes. Like hey, are you flower. okay? <laughs> like she just. Hey, are you okay? And and yeah, yes, I I'm fine. Why do you ask? I don't know. You just can't seem to kind of out of it for our trip up here. I don't are like you, people. Gotcha. Nervous for first day of school or just people in general? Just everyone. Gotcha. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Wind walks up with a with a tray full of food and like places it down and sits down in front of them. Hey, you're like, you're like one of those elves, right? Uh, yeah, one of them. Okay. Like what? <laughs> you, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Are you like one of them birds? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty birdie. Birdie is flirty. What? I'm going to go get food now. <laughs> Rose would have almost been completely despaired when someone else joined her table if it wasn't for the fact that this was a bird person that she had never seen before, so she's just perplexed. Um, and sort of looking at Wynne, just just sort of awkwardly not conscious of what she's doing, just staring. <laughs> Wynne, like, looks back and is like, yeah, uh, you alright? She nods again. All right, so and then he starts shoving it, shoving the food in. So Rose stands and sort of goes to get food, given that getting food seems like the better option than sitting there watching the the mess. Um, this is, this is an amazing. As you guys are all kind of like getting food, uh, who enters the hall kind of next? Because now we've got Wind, we've got Anna, we've got Rose. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like Blue, Rust, and probably Molly all kind of get, enter as like a, a clump since they were the last people to kind of be having conversations. Uh, yeah, so I, I 
feel like uh I feel like so, like space wise Jin would be a little bit ahead of you guys and then you guys mm -hmm. would get there. Uh where do you guys sit? Cuz right now we have three three cool kids all sitting in the back of the dinner hall. I mean, if that's the only table with people in it, I feel like I just go sit at that table, you know. So you and Rust are going to go sit at the table with everyone else right now? It seems like that's the thing to do. So <laughs> Molly will be joining them, I guess. What's up, guys? Hello, organics. You guys get sloppy joes yet? What are what are sloppy joes? I don't know. That's what they just told me that this was called like some sloppy joe or some shit, so I grabbed it. Interesting. It's pretty good. Who's at the food line currently? I am at the food line. What is here? I, I think Jin would go to the food line, too, So, first. you see, these people that are manning the food line, uh, it is, like, this group of, like, like old, old, old uh, humans that are all just kind of back there, and they're all talking to each other. And then as you move through the line, uh, Anna and Jin, which I think, Jin, uh, you're probably about two people behind. Like, there's two people in between you that you just, that, you know, they're random NPCs. Um, they're, uh, they're other, they others. Their names are, uh, they're, I should have planned this. Um, <laughs> you see one is this, um, like wood elf, uh, that, uh, she, she's wearing this, like, it's like a, like almost like a sundress type thing. Uh, and her hair is down, like, a little bit above her waist. Uh, she, uh, looks up at the computer and says, Can I get some, yes, the, the, the broccoli, yeah, let's get that, um, let's get the, um, hmm. Oh, might as well get the chicken, I don't know, <laughs> it's fun, it's the first day, I'll have plenty of time to eat all this food. As she goes, she kind of turns and she kind of, like, bumps into you and it says, Oh, no, I am so sorry, oh, God, oh. Okay, so you just described there is a pretty wood elf in a sundress who is behind me. Yes. Panic mode. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gay panic. So, so she, see, she just bumped into me. In and line. just started apologizing instantly. Yeah. She's did like, we, oh no, I'm so sorry. Do we both oh, drop oh, our God. trays and have a meet cute? Is that what just happened? Or uh, <laughs> uh, she does not drop her tray. You can make a deck save to see, to if, see you if you drop your tray, my tray or not. Okay. Hold but, on. Let's say let's say it's with disadvantage because gay panic. Fine. Hold on. Let me roll my dice, which should be really fun to hear and stuff. Uh oh. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. That's an eight. Okay. Um, as you roll, as, as she kind of bumps into you, nothing falls off, but everything starts to slide on the tray, and, like, some of it gets mixed up, and uh, she's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to. Oh, goodness. Oh. It's okay. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, oh, what, what's your name? I, I have to apologize. My Anna name I, is Hot. Hot. Hi, my name is Anna. <laughs> well, hi, Anna. My name is Shelly. Um, oh, goodness. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to... Bon I was trying to get food. I. That's all good. Mm. We're all getting food here today. 
I'm just kind of wincing from watching this display. That's all. <laughs> just wincing at gay panic, as we all yeah. do. And uh, you see this whole thing go down, and Shelly kind of looks at you, Anna, and says, I, oh, I, mm. Okay, I, I'm, I'm so sorry for bumping into you. I, 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 this is, and she just walks away, like, panic. She just, like, walks away and goes and sits down. Whoo! <laughs> Ugh! Jen, the person directly in front of you, so you have this, um, human woman behind you uh the person in front of you is like this giant just tree person like think Groot but like small scale like they're a little bit shorter than uh Rust who you met earlier and as uh they talk they look and say "Mm, yes um the potatoes uh the uh the broccoli yeah you need that um any vegetable you have, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then they look over and say, "Oh, hey, who are you?" Hi, I'm Jin. Who are you? My name is Tree. <laughs> Hi, Tree. <laughs> Hello. And then they go and they grab their plate full of food and put it on their tray and say, uh, get it, tree has a tray. Huh, it sounds similar. Uh, 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 and uh, and Rose actually smiles from this. <laughs> I kind of roll my eyes like, why is everyone saying hi to me specifically today? <laughs> just that approachable energy (laughs) not trying to (laughs) this is i'm trying to meet fellow students well i've got a gnome and a robot i would love you to meet (laughs) Hmm. that sounds great is there any way you could introduce me to them at some point in the distant or near future well, actually, they are right at that back table over there right now. Wow. If you could go tell them everything you know about this place, they really are very interested. <laughs> oh mm. I know very minimal things about this place, so I am afraid that I will be no help as it comes to introducing people to the Star Academy. What do you know, Tree? I know that the only way to get out of this food line is to keep moving forward. And then he turns and he starts walking, and it is the slowest walk you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Good. And he stops, at, and then, like, he gets, like, ten steps in, maybe, and says, Oh, goodness, there's a salad bar. I will drive <laughs> in this place. <laughs> I make it a point to get mostly broccoli and as I pass the salad bar I look tree in the eye and bite the head off of a piece of broccoli he says oh I get it this is a funny joke because a broccoli looks like a tree and I am tree 
This is a funny joke, and I appreciate your humor. Let's <laughs> oh, torture her. Against, against her better judgment, Jin really likes this tree and <laughs> follows it to sit down. Um, a tree kind of looks past and says, Hello, human. Hello, tree. What is your name? My name is Rose. Hello, Rose. Your name is also a plant. Maybe we can become friends due to the fact that our names have a similar ancestry. Perhaps. And, I like, and, I, and then she says, and I like trees. Aw, trees like you too, Rose. And then he slowly walks back towards the back table and he sits not at the table where everyone's at but the one next to it and says hmm time to eat the food and uh now as students start pouring in and the food line gets like flooded um a quick question rust do you need to eat food i'm a robot <laughs> <laughs> So I'm no, sure that's self-explanatory. I okay. I mean, fair, but no taste sense is installed. I was just he curious. has like a mobile charger that he can like <laughs> get energy while others are eating. I don't know. Blue cool. just starts cranking a generator. Like, okay, oh, give me God. a second. <laughs> um, I will say that when <sighs> Rose gets to all the food, she's literally piling bits of everything. She's She's getting more food than seems to be reasonable on her plate before heading back to the table. That's wonderful. I feel like Blue slips over to the food line, like, seeing, oh boy, there's about to be a huge line. I'm gonna just slip in there before the rush. Uh, yeah. I think as you, as you slip in, uh, there's uh, uh, this, like, shorter not, not like super short but the shorter human looking person uh that's behind you now and they look over and say ah so you're uh you're a fish person right blue nods you don't talk much shakes shakes their head yeah that makes sense see i get told that i talk too much because you see my mom she sent me here because she needed to get me out of the house and you see, the, I mean, the academy uh, back on my planet, they just take take a lot of people. But, you know, I got I got chosen. You know, I applied. I got chosen. I, I was pretty happy about it. And then, see, what happened was that I was... And he just talks the entire time that oh, you boy. go through the line. Oh, he, boy. like, spills his whole life story. Never tells you his name once, though. That's wonderful. Um, so, when Blue gets to, like, the place where they're serving food, they, like kind of make the little wavy swimmy motion with their hands at the cafeteria worker to see just to see if the worker understands the the worker behind the counter she's like uh like her late 80s maybe says do you want fish yeah they nod okay the fish is about uh three stations down we have a hole you know we've got you know we've got everything you need fish rice whatever you want it's down there nice they go down to the to the fish station and 
And see, my mom really just wanted me to get out, and she figured they sent me to Star Academy, join the, you know, the Union Front, you know, see what's out there. You know, you can interject anytime you want to if you want me to stop talking. Um, and just keeps going. Um, but yeah, you fill up on fish, and you've got pretty much everything you need. Um, there's water and juice and... Even, like, some sodas at the end. Like, this is a cool school. They got sodas in the lunch line. You're able to pile up, and this guy just does not stop talking the entire time. Um, and when you get to the end, he uh, looks over and he says, Okay, I'm going to go sit with my friends. Uh, by the way, my name is uh, Colin, and uh, you can uh, call on me anytime you need. <laughs> See what I did there? It's a pun based off my name. <laughs> <laughs> Blue smiles. Big old rows of like tiny pointy teeth. That is terrifying, and I wish I didn't see it. And then he walks <laughs> over to his friends. <laughs> um, oh, who else is going up to the food line? Molly still needs to get some food. Yes, uh, is there Molly. A cereal is, bar. Uh, there is definitely a cereal bar. Oh, um, she's going to the cereal bar. This is a cool school. This is the cool school. They have a cereal bar. They have, like, not just, like, a cereal bar that has, like, three types of cereals. They have, like, ten different types of cereal to choose from. They've got the chocolate cereal. They've got the the frosted shredded mini wheats. They've got the plain mini wheats. They've got the honey nut Cheerios. They've got Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. She's going to go for... <laughs> She's going to go for the one with, like, the most granola. Uh, there is just, like, honey gross. bunches of oats, but the just the granola one, like, the just yes. bunches, uh, they they definitely have that. And as you, you kind of pile up, you like, get a bowl of it. Uh, do you get anything else other than cereal? No. Oh, Molly's my type of person. As you, yeah, you get a bowl of cereal. Is it, like, a big bowl, or is it still just, like, a regular-sized bowl? Or I guess a regular sized bowl would be big. It's a regular sized bowl, yeah. <laughs> As you get your uh, regular sized bowl, a few people kind of look at you kind of funny, and then um, this like little like frog person that's not much <laughs> taller than you. They're like, like you're three foot two. They're like three foot six. So they're like taller than you, but not huge, you know. And come up and just say, yeah. um, yeah. Can you uh, explain to me, uh, you um. You seem to be a little bit old to be starting school, you know. Sorry, that's offensive. I just, you know, uh, I'm just a little bit confused. I wanted to. Uh... How old are you? Uh, well, you see, I, yeah, I'm actually, I'm only eighty-three, so uh, pretty young, you know. Still got them in the prime time of my life. Got a lot to live up to. Okay, well, um, it's never too late to learn anything you know what I appreciate that and I really like that can I ask you your name ma'am my name is Molly Molly it is wonderful to meet you uh, my name is Dan uh, I apologize if that was uh, rude to uh, ask uh, about uh, your age and stuff but uh, you know, that was uh, oh, I just had to know I'm an inquisitive person <laughs> yeah, but that'll that'll serve you well in school. But maybe in the future you start off with 
you know what what is your name and i don't know what what do kids ask each other what's your major (laughs) well what is your major do you know yet i have a, a history and inscribing so i was thinking of of using my talents for for language yeah, that uh, that's uh, really interesting. I'm hoping to be a pilot, but uh, we'll see how that happens. We never know. Mm-hmm. And he, he uh, reaches out and kind of like awkwardly shakes your hand and says, uh, I'm going to keep an eye out on you. You know, Molly, to you. I get this. Uh, okay. Thank you, Dan. Right. That's a, hey. that's a, limp, that's a limp handshake. He's, hey, that... Okay, you didn't need to comment on my handshake right in front of me, but this is fine. I understand. I love Dan the Frogman. All right, Dan, I'll, I'll see you around. Okay, you have a great day. And then uh, he, he walks off and uh, he goes and sits down uh, at this little table where it's... He actually goes and sits down with... He goes and sits down next to the tree person and just says, hello. And the tree person says, hello. The students kind of start to sit. Uh, you know, everyone's eating. Everyone's talking. Uh, it, it becomes, like, extremely loud. And then you hear um, a slight bell ring. You see this, like, bong. As these uh, seven people uh, get up on the stage and they each have their own, like, tray of food, and they sit down. Um, Rose, you recognize one of these people instantly mm-hmm. um, from the portraits in the hall before. Uh-huh. You recognize Martha Blackhill, the head of translation, uh, who she looks a little bit older than she did in her portrait, but she, she has a little bit more gray in her otherwise, like, ginger beard uh, as it comes out, and they're all dressed to the nines. There's this, this human man stands up, and he's got, like, salt and pepper hair that uh, is mostly black he's got a small beard that is like well kept and well trimmed and um he's wearing a a golden suit that has these silver uh things coming off the shoulders that kind of come to a point and he says welcome everybody to star academy and the students start to clap uh you hear a few people cheer yeah, it just, it just claps. Um, She's just stuffing her face still. But like in a more just, delicate just, manner than wind. <laughs> um, just, Watching Blue eat is a nightmare. He gestures to his left and right and says, uh, Myself and the six people around me are the seven heads of the seven departments of the academy. You guys will become familiar with us. We're here if you need anything, and even if we're not the head of your specific department, you can feel free to come and talk to us. Um, and he gestures uh, out to his uh, left and says, uh, you see to uh, the, my far left, uh, Cassius Dupree, and uh, you see this uh, giant, like, looks like ferocious and could kill you uh, bugbear stand up at the end and wave and he says I would like to say hello to all of the people out there uh, I'm the head of the piloting department and if you need anything feel free uh, to come to me and then he uh, takes his seat 
again to my uh, right, but net, not as far right as Cassius, is uh, Crash and Burn. Uh, and this goblin stands up and he like jumps up on the table and says, Right, uh, my name is Crash. Uh, I'm the head of the mechanics department. Uh, if you need anything, if you need, you gotta, if you have something wrong with you that you wanna just fix up with some robot pie, I'm right here. I'm right here, okay? Look at me. I'm right here if you need anything, okay? Right? There's no reaction. This is way too formal for me. I can't do this. And he just sits back down in his chair. Immediately to my right, uh, you can see him pretty easily. Uh, this is Jorg. And uh, this Goliath stands up. Uh, Rust, you feel almost intimidated because this man is like well over eight feet tall. And he says, right? Yeah. My name is Jog. Jog, Jog, specifically. You can call me Jog if you want to. You can call me Jog, Jog. Either way, I'll answer. I'm the head of the medics department. So if you get hurt, you'll be coming to see me. Uh, so hopefully you don't have to see me, but, uh, if you do, I understand accidents happen. Also, just to be completely clear, uh, if you, uh, decide, if you decide that while on this campus, you want to, uh, do dangerous things, my office is a judgment-free zone, you can come see me, and, uh, I will help you in any way I can. And uh, he sits back down, and he stands up. And he says, "Sorry, I need to clarify. Uh, that does mean I can supply contraceptives if you need it. Judgment-free zone, one hundred percent. Don't care. Won't won't ask questions." Rose kind of chokes on the food a little. Are we still eating during this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, yeah, she chokes on the food just a little while, and then <laughs> and then resumes without much pause. Right, uh, I'm going to... Okay, I'm being told to sit down now. And he uh, sits down. Uh, and then, yes, to my uh, far left over here, uh, we have uh, Daryl. And uh, this gnome stands up. And uh, Molly, you recognize him. He's actually from Gnome Home. And you recognize he was a old leading uh, scientist way back in the day. Uh, you like read about him in the Gnome Home newspaper, uh, stuff like that. Because I imagine gnomes still use newspaper. Oh, um, for sure. Uh, and he says, uh, Right, my name is Daryl Albertson. I am the head of the botany department. Um, so, uh, I, I, I mean, if any of you are plant people, uh, which there are a few, I see you back there, Mr. Tree Person. Huh, yes, that's me. And Daryl says, Then uh, maybe you can see me. You can also go see the medic. He's He's great. Um, but I am also here to help you. And, and, or if you just need to take botany class, I'm... <sighs> and he sits down. And then he says, right, and uh, to the right of Mr. Uh, Daryl Alberton, we have uh, Joy Simons. And uh, this halfling woman uh, stands up and just says, uh, right, I'm in charge of weapons, so all of you will be taking some classes with me at least. Uh, and I'm going to teach you how to murder people efficiently. I'm just going to look over at Blue and I'm just going to whisper, what if I already know how to do it? <laughs> right. Uh, so that's pretty much my whole job description, right? 
that okay yeah i'm good and then she sits down and then last but not least uh charles says anna directly to my left uh, we have the one and only martha blackhill go and stand on up and this dwarvish woman stands up and says right so my name is martha martha blackhill uh i am uh the ch in charge of the translation department uh, if you do not know, I can speak over 130 languages, uh, so if you need to talk to someone and uh, you just feel like talking in your home language uh, may make you feel a little bit better, come on and talk to me. I'm here. Uh, part of translation is I'm also trained to help people feel a little bit better. Charles steps forward and says, Right, so... All of you are here to complete the Star Academy course. It'll take a while, but I believe in every last single one of you. And another, like, brief round of applause happens from the audience. He says, So, I know what you're wondering. What's going to happen after we eat? Well, it's real simple. We're going to go through our first test. <laughs> a test on the first day of school. I know, sounds cruel. Sounds extremely cruel. But we got to know how to place you. And then he says, I hope you like the people you're sitting with, because that's who you're going to be taking the test with. And as you guys look around, you realize that the seven of you are now pretty much stuck together. I'd rather have the tree. Yeah, she, Rose feels mild regret that she was deterred by the person who sat next to the tree, because she was going to sit next to the tree. Aww. Rose is going to look at everyone's... I look forward to working with you, other organics. Yeah, sure. Alright, what? When has, like, corn, a whole corn cob stuck down it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Charles Lamarcier looks and says, uh, Now, your luggage will be taken to your rooms. The people you're sitting with, you're also going to live in the same hall with. Each of you will be given your own separate room in the hall, though. Make sense? Yeah. Sure. Right. All right. Sounds good. Now, everybody take some time to eat. We're going to take our time, too. After this, we're going to get to our first test. But one more time, welcome each and every single one of you to the Space Travel and Regulation Academy. And uh, the camera kind of pans up as we see this whole hall of students just eating and everything seems almost ideal. The seven heads of, this, of each department are sitting uh, perfectly in a row, all of them eating. And we pan out and we see the uh, Union Station in all of its glory, uh, reflecting light off of the geodesic dome that keeps air inside of it and provides a false sense of gravity so everyone is able to walk just fine. And we see it radiate light out into the void of space. And in the very distance, we see one star go out. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Drew from That Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. In the early stages of a podcast, we are so thankful for any kind of listenership to get this thing we are passionate about off the ground. 
If you enjoy what you listen to today, feel free to let us know at NatWonderful on Twitter and across our various socials of the same name, and tell your friends if you think they would enjoy it as well. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and expect new episodes to be uploaded every Wednesday. Bye!